In this episode, I'm going to take you through a simple process that will help you get clear on what it is you want and how to start achieving it. Hey, gorgeous. Thanks for joining me again. Sarah here, your host. So how is January working out for you? I don't know about you, but I am definitely feeling like I'm settling into it now. I've had a few hiccups and (laughs) the timing of the podcast hasn't always been perfect, but it doesn't matter because here I am, here is the episode, and this is all part of starting over, isn't it? I'm at a stage at the moment where I'm doing everything myself, and I am going to be taking on an agency so they can help me with the editing, and I'm really looking forward to that because it will just free me up to be doing more interviews and working with clients, Um, because everything I'm doing at the moment is on a one-to-one basis and I am loving that very, very much. If you know me of old, you will know that later in the the year, there will be a program coming and there will be group stuff because I also really enjoy that. But at the moment, I'm being really specific about how I want to grow my business, how I want to grow the podcast. And so, yeah, I'm okay with there being a few teething problems. And I'm sure you can understand that. So anyway, back to the episode. Last week, we went through, I, I took you through a process about finding the eight to 10 sort of important areas in your life. And if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you, please go over and do that. Because in many ways, that was the basis of, you know, that's like the groundwork for what we're going to do today. And today we're going to be diving into what it is that you want. And this is something that I feel is we don't give enough time to. We live in a busy world. We're all rushing around and sometimes we can just be, you know, dragged through life, be very reactive. And when we take the time to really think about How do we want our life to be? You know, what do we want our day-to-day life to be? Who do we need to show up? And all that kind of stuff. When we think about it, give it some time, then it's really, really easy to start putting, you know, some little goals and setting some um, habits up and all those kind of things to ensure that you are able to maximize your happiness and your your well-being. It's really quite simple. I didn't say it was easy. But it is really quite simple. And I think I said last episode, you know, when you ask most people what it is they want, they either say, I don't know, um, or they tend to go for sort of big, broad things. And I'm telling you now, there's also another category of person. And take note when you meet this person, They're the people who say, I want my business to be at such and such a level by the end of the year. Or they say, I want to book three holidays this year. Or they get really specific about something it is that they want. And that is someone who has taken some time and really considered what they want from their life. So when we say things like we want to be happy and we want to be healthy, that's all all well and good. Nothing wrong with that, but there's so much more power when you break that down and really understand, actually, what is it that makes you happy? Are you doing those things? Who is it that contributes to your happiness? Are you spending time with them? All of those kind of things. And that's where we're going to go a little bit 
uh, more into detail. So defining detail then helps us set the goals, establish routines, create structures and instill good habits. Before I take you through the process, it's important to know which are the areas that are most important to you. So you don't have to go back and do that episode now. You can borrow mine. These are my 10 most important areas of my life that I am focusing on this year in particular. Some of these are carried over from previous and I won't go into all of that because I did that in the in the in the last episode. But here are my important areas. My children, my family, my partner and, and romance, that side of my life, friends, health, as in my physical um, my physical health and nutrition, so what I put into my body, self-care, and self-care is my mental health and doing things, you know, to look after me, to feel good. Number seven is wealth. And within there, I've got, you know, my business and income streams and investments. Number eight is environment and communities. Number nine is adventure. This is one of my favorites. It's so important to me to have adventure in my life. It really contributes to so many of my successes and and happiness and so on. And number 10 is being able, you know, stretching my comfort zones. So sort of new skills and allowing myself to be creative. Those are my main areas. Yours may be different. Check out the previous episode. So what we're going to do today is I hope you've got a piece of paper and a pen. Ideally, I would love you to take out I don't know, an hour, it might take you all morning, you might go to town, it might take you a day, okay? But take an an element of time and either do one of your sections and give it some thought, or if you can, do all of your 10 or all of your eight or however many areas you've got in one go, you will find you'll get so much more out of it simply because, you know, some of the answers to these questions will cross over more than one area. So if you're able to kind of tackle it all in one go, then it just makes that a little bit easier. The first question is, I want you, I want you to take one of those areas and then I want you to ask this question. What does success, fulfillment and happiness look like here? Okay, so the first example that I'm going to give you is my health and nutrition. So what does success, fulfillment and happiness look like in that area? Well, I'll be honest. I do want to get back to being slim again. But one thing I've done, what you know, what does success look like to me? It's getting into size 10 jeans. It's not about how much I weigh. It's not about how toned I look. It's like actually all of those things come along as a byproduct anyway, but it is, that's what I want to do. I want to be in size 10 jeans again. Now I could probably settle and say most of the time now I'm in size 12s, 14s, but it doesn't matter. I know I feel good. I feel my best when I'm in size 10s and that's it. That's personal to me. That doesn't mean anybody else needs to do that. But for me, it's like, yeah, size 10 jeans. I know, yeah, I feel really good. And I like how I like how it looks. I like how it feels. It's great. 
So for me, my health isn't necessarily about how much away and all that kind of thing. It's about how much energy I have, how good I feel about myself. I want to have energy to be active. I want to climb mountains. I want to walk the dog. I want to dance when I'm at gigs. I want to stay alive. I want to be someone, you know, when I had kids, (laughs) uh, I don't know if any of you can resonate with this, but when I had children, I was 34 and 35, nearly 36. And that's fine. But if my two decide, I don't want them to rush into anything, but if they decide to do the same thing as I did and have them in what's considered later in life, then I'm going to be 70 potentially before you know, any grandchildren turn up, should they do that? And I want to make sure that I can, you know, run around and chase them in the garden and so on. So I need to think about my strength, my mobility and my health now and act upon that now so that hopefully that's exactly what I'll be able to do. So it's doing those things that show me that I am healthy that's that's the kind of thing it's it used to be stats and figures for me but now it's like no what lifestyle what does my lifestyle really look like when i'm fit and healthy and so on next question so what needs to happen for me to achieve this well it's really simple <laughs> i need to move more i need to exercise i need to eat well i need to have a good attitude to it all i need it to be fun I don't beat myself up over, I I don't beat myself up over anything these days. And if I do, I catch myself doing it really quickly because it does not help me move forward. Fact. It is a waste of time. It makes me miserable. It makes everybody else around me miserable. So I don't do it. (laughs) It's very, very liberating. So when it comes to health and fitness... I'll be honest, it has gone in fits and starts. There's been various things that have happened where its level of priority has had to reduce. So I've put on weight and I'm not as fit as I was, but that's okay because I can get it back again. I am still a healthy person. I'm just not as fit as I was in earlier this earlier last year. I you know, continue to love my body. I am grateful for my body. It has done many wonderful things for me and I want to keep it that way. So what needs to happen for me to achieve this? Yeah, those things. Move, exercise, eat well, etc. How will I do this? That's when we now get into the nitty gritty. So I'm going to prepare my meals. I'm going to think about what I'm eating. I have, we have Bella our dog. So I have a rule when I walk her, generally, sometimes it doesn't happen. But the rule is that when I walk Bella, I walk walk her for 5k as a minimum. And generally, that's pretty easy to do. You know, I can walk her around the block for an hour. And that's roughly 5k, sometimes a bit over, sometimes a bit less. And this is actually a really good example of when more than one category overlaps. So my mental health overlaps with this because it's really good for me when I go out for a walk and also it's the time when I insist no music but I listen to podcasts I am starting to run again um I'm I'm not in a gym anymore I decided that is not for me right now what I want to do is have it as a more everyday thing so I'm starting to run and 
it's hard. <laughs> it's hard getting back into it. But actually, I quite like it. I listen to podcasts. Running tends to be music because I need that kind of like, I need that beat going on and so on. I love to hike. Hiking is my thing. So that's on my list. I... I'm getting back into weights again. So nothing, you know, nothing majorly serious. But I think in order to have strength, it's an absolute minimum that you lift some weight. Um, I know what I'm doing with it. So I'm creating some space in the garage and I'm, I'm going to be doing that. Yoga is also great. I have noticed that when I'm not doing yoga, I creak a lot more, right? Things, <laughs> things. I'm not quite as bendy and flexible and and I don't want to be like that. So for me, I need to mix it all up. Maybe you're different. Maybe you have your one activity and you do it on a daily basis and, and that works for you. It, obviously, find what it is for you. So there's the, the there are those activities, okay? So how will I do this? There are various activities. But there's also, I want my mindset right. So I want to do things that are just ordinary, everyday things that I don't shy away from. So I always used to take a small trolley when um, I'm going into a supermarket. Now I take a basket. And the reason I do that is because I'm then carrying it, right? So it's it's a bit of resistance. My body is gaining strength by me walking around a supermarket carrying the basket. These are all things that a normal, healthy person should be able to do, right? And so I don't do the online shopping anymore. And sometimes I'm just shopping for a couple of us. Sometimes I'm shopping for a lot more. If it's a lot more, clearly I'm going to use a trolley. But when it's just doing that, I just got lazy and I was like, oh, I've got to pick up milk. So I put it in a trolley. No, I can carry it and I'm doing something. So having having that mindfulness over actually moving, not necessarily exercising, but moving. So when will I find the time to do this? Well, introducing, you know, ordinary activities is just as and when, right? But it's being conscious of it. It's keeping in the, in the forefront of your mind. And by doing that, you are, it's contributing to your identity of being a healthy person. But there are things like, okay, so I love hiking, but sometimes that involves me getting in the car and driving somewhere because I don't have too many mountains around me here. So, you know, I can't do that all the time. But if I can do that once a month, ideally twice a month, then that's great. If I can get a good sort of, you know, 10 miler in, that's fantastic. Then it's great. Exercise it's feeding into my adventure section and and some others as well. And it's all contributing to mixing it all up. And so that it doesn't really feel like exercise. It's just part of what I do. Walking the dog, that's a daily thing when I've got her. So what I've decided to do is I'll do, walk the 5K when I've, got bo- um, when I've got Bella. But when I haven't, that's when I'm going to do my running. Weights, I want to do three times a week. That is not difficult to fit into your t- into your time. If you keep that to a level of importance, which I do, to do three times a week for 20 minutes, it really is not a, a big deal. And that's why I'm making sure that I've got the weights at home because sometimes you can say, actually, I've got 20 minutes now, I could do it. But generally, I find I've got to plan it in, otherwise it's not going to happen. And that brings us very nicely onto the next question, which is, what boundaries do I need to put in place to make sure this happens? Plan it in. 
You know, this has got to cross over with my self-care section. And when I'm setting out my diary, I have specific times, you know, those boundaries are put around when I actually work with my clients, when I'm actually doing my podcast, when do I do my exercise? Everything has got a section now. And that might sound really regimented. But if there's one thing I've learned in recent years is I used to rebel against routines and structures and all that kind of stuff. And now I've come to come to understand that that's the only way I can actually properly function well is to have those structures and, and things in place. So the things you think about with regards to this question are, you know, what do you need to say no to to make sure that this happens? What do you need to say yes to to make sure that this happens? What have you got to protect? Really think about it because giving it that level of importance will help you prioritize each of your sections and the things that you need to do in them. And the final question for your particular area is, who do I need to show up as in order to make all of this happen? So with my particular example here of my health and my fitness is I need to be somebody who is going to make the right choices. So I need to identify as someone who cares about their nutrition. I need to be someone who will look into things and educate myself. I need to identify as somebody fit and healthy so that I can think, make the choices of a fit and healthy person and behave and act accordingly as an active person, as someone who is conscious about my health and and enjoy it. I'm, it's not a chore. This is not something that I'm like, oh God, I hate this. Although I did say, oh, running is hard, but I am actually enjoying it, but I know because I know I'll get better. I've just got to keep doing it and I'll get better at it. I'm never going to be a brilliant runner, but I can use it um, for enjoyment and for obviously some cardio activity. Okay. So you get the idea. Those six questions, I'll just reiterate them. You take your area, you ask yourself, what does success, fulfillment and happiness look like in this area? What needs to happen for me to achieve this? How will I do it? When will I find the time to do it? What boundaries need to be put in place to protect that I'm going to do it? And who do I need to show up as to make this area of my life a complete success, to have fun in it and to get the most enjoyment out of it. So it's like those 10 areas that are most important to you. They are all part, how you show up for each of those are all part of contributing to your overall identity of who you see yourself as. It's so simple And yet it took me a long time, (laughs) a long time to get to that point. So have fun with this. Look, Look for inspiration. You know, if you're struggling with what it is that you want in these areas, start with what you don't want. It is so much easier for us to think about what it is that we don't want. So harness that, use it, turn it around and use it to help you find the positive thing. 
i.e. what it is that you do want. Be mindful of each of your important areas on a daily basis. And maybe, I think I mentioned in the last one that I have my 10 areas on my monitor. I just have the list of those 10 areas stuck on a post-it note on my monitor. Then I see it every day. And it's really easy. Like If you've had a day where you just, you know, you've gone over the top with work. I do this, right? I might do a 14-hour day because I'm having a bit of hyper-focus. You kind of like right, remind yourself that, okay, so what was the cost of that? What wasn't I doing out of my other important areas for me to do that? And you may decide, you know what, for that particular day, that was exactly what I needed to do. But for the rest of the week, I want to compensate and flip it over to make sure that I'm really keeping my well-being beautifully balanced. Be truthful about what it is that you want and make this something, all of those little actions, all of those things that you've decided, you know, are important to you and you've defined exactly what what that actually looks like, introduce it as a lifestyle thing rather than a job that's got to be done or a chore. It's so, it's such a mindset shift. It's unbelievable. And look at where the areas cross over and congratulate yourself for it. So if you've said that adventure is important to you, like I have, then how does it infiltrate into all the other areas of your life? How does your family infiltrate into all areas of your life where appropriate? So be prepared to try new things and, you know, check in with yourself so that you can evolve and things can develop as well. And one final tip on helping you, you know, what you can do to help decide what it is that you want in your life, what you want more of in your life in order to feel fulfilled, to achieve great things, you know, to be happy is go detective on yourself. The next time you feel a really positive emotion, whether that is love, Uh, you know, fun, excitement, all of those good, positive emotions. Just make a little note. What were you doing? Who were you with? What was happening? What happened before that? Because the more conscious you become of this stuff, the better you are at deciding what you want. And if you really want to take it up to the next level, just taking a few minutes to be mindful, you know, in that space where Maybe, you know, you're lying in bed and just before you're going to sleep, have a think, just run through your day. You know, you can journal about this, but you don't have to go that far. You can just have a think. What went well? What was missing from your day? Did you truly prioritize the things that are most important to you? So there we go. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, if you got something out of it, please let me know. It's so rewarding. I love it when I get messages about, you know, it could be one little thing you took from this episode because obviously it makes it all worthwhile. So do follow the podcast. It's coming out every Thursday. If you want to come and follow me on social media, as I said, you know, I'm starting over and I'm not perfect, but I, uh, this week is has definitely been different in terms of I'm loving it. I'm getting online. I'm becoming more visible. So please do come on over. Um, I'm on Instagram, which is start over with Sarah. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. And those are my those are my areas. Um, obviously, you don't have to do all of them. Pick the one that you want. Um, I'm not being exactly the same on all three. So see what you think. The links are in the show notes. 
If there's someone that you have in mind that you think might benefit from this episode, then please, please, please share it. And if you have the time and you feel inclined and you would like to write a five star review for me, then please do that um, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really does help with the algorithm and it just helps put the podcast in front uh, you know, make it more available to to people so that they can come across it. And this is just a part of of what I do. And if you are ready to start over and you think that you might like to work with me at the moment, I'm only working with people on a one to one basis. I am loving it. If you know me, you will know that I used to help people put um, online courses together. There are going to be some online courses coming up, but for now. I am really throwing myself into my one-to-one work. I am increasing my um, um, hours on it because I want to take my, I recently got my certification for being a professional coach, ICF, um, International Coaching Federation uh, Certified Coach. So I'm looking to get the accreditations, which is basically I've got to prove a number of hours. Um, and so I'm, but I'm really loving my one-to-one work. So if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about that, then get in touch with me via social, or you can email me sarah at sarahburton.co.uk and let's have a chat. The website will be up soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Love to see you on the next episode next week and take care for now. (laughs) 